Just a quick word from our affiliates before we jump into the episode. SafePoint Loan Working App is a really simple way for you to manage loan working. Utilising what three words to get you pinpoint accuracy on the location of your people when you really need it. Get yourself a discount using the link and code in the description of this episode. Let's jump into today's podcast. What's up guys, welcome back to Rebranded Safety. In this video, we're gonna cover, we're gonna have a chat about the safety statistics that come from the HSE every year. So we're gonna have a look at last year's statistics. Health and safety is almost a victim of its own success. We need an oppressive regime of health and safety regulations. A huge fire engulfs a tower block in London. Children being forced to wear goggles to play conkers at school. Worst oil field disaster, 164 dead. Rebranding Safety, the modern health and safety podcast, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Riss Fluent and your host, James McPherson. Rebranded Safety, if you're new here, does exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to challenge the perception, to challenge the negative narrative and the health and safety gone mad practices that are out there. We do that by providing free content on short videos and Toolbox Tuesdays on YouTube and every Monday with a in-depth conversation on the podcast. So you can get the podcast on YouTube and any of the podcast platforms and obviously videos on YouTube. So don't forget to check those out. My name is James McPherson. You can chat with me on any of the social media platforms coming onto your screen right now. So make sure you do that. Hit me up. Let's have a chat. If you're new here, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you never miss another episode. If you're on the podcast, then hit whatever it says. If it's on Spotify, hit follow. They're going to break this down into two forms. So basically, the Toolbox Tuesdays video, that if you're watching this on YouTube right now, will be the shorter version. And we're just going to cover the summary and just a little bit of an overview and a kind of outlook on the new year from me. Uh, and then in the podcast version, which will come out the day before, obviously, because podcasts are every Monday... That will be the same summary, but then we're going to break down three of the other sections. And those other sections are going to be workplace injuries and the fatalities. We're also going to discuss the mental health stats and the cost to Britain that these stats or these injuries, etc. have as well. So if you're watching on Toolbox Tuesdays, don't forget to go check out the podcast if you enjoy this and you can go find out some more information. Listen to me a little bit more. So... Let's have a look at the summary then. And yes, I have a piece of paper because I want to make sure I get the numbers right. I'm not very good at numbers. You all know that. So I'll just briefly run through what it says on there then. So 1.4 million work-related ill health cases, uh, 0.6 million work-related stress, depression, or anxiety cases, um, 0.5 million work-related musculoskeletal uh, disorder cases, 9.8 billion annual cost of new cases or of work-related ill health, 0.6 million workers sustaining a non-fatal injury, 69,208,000 non-fatal injuries to employees reported by employers, 147 fatalities, 52. 
oh, 52 see what i mean i'm not good at i'm not good at numbers 5.2 billion annual cost of workplace injury two done it again 28.2 million working days lost due to work-related ill health and non-fatal workplace injuries 12,000 12, lung disease deaths each year estimated to be linked to exposure at work 2,526 mesothelioma deaths in 2017 with a similar number of lung cancer deaths linked to past exposure to asbestos and 15 billion annual cost to work-related injury and new cases of ill health in 2017-18 include excluding sorry long latency illnesses such as cancer now you can go into these statistics as much as you like obviously you'd have heard there sometimes there's they're pull figures from 17-18 and i'm no statistician or whatever you call them so you know sometimes it blow my mind a little bit um but I think the key thing to remember here is there's still some big numbers here. Um, I think we have to look at this in two ways. We've done a lot of work and we've come a long way. We have to acknowledge that 100%. You know, I'm, I'm all about positivities. You know, we have to look at it and say, well done, great job. We've brought numbers down, etc., etc. I do not, however, think that we should be taking away uh the, the the power and and the value maybe they're not the right words but that from the negative essentially we have to consider the negative there's 147 lives have been lost in a year from going to work i mean that still blows my mind um there's some huge numbers here that we need to look at getting down we need to look at reducing we need to look at improving so we need to look at this and consider how far we've come 100%. But let's consider how much better we can be. Like, really, let's look at this like a challenge. You know, if we were looking at our stats for our profits of our business, we would be like, wow, let's try and double that. If we were looking at the cost to our business, we would be thinking, wow, let's try and cut that in half. But I find that if you look at a lot of the stats, and I'll go more into detail um, on this point around fatalities in, in the podcast, but... I find that we're a little bit like, well, we're only killing 147 people compared to what we used to, and we seem to have accepted this plateau, and I know there's a lot of people looking for a new way, better way of doing things safety differently, and new view, and behavioural-based safety, and behavioural safety, hop, all of these crazy things that are coming out, 100%, everyone, I'm not saying we're all sitting on our laurels and just kind of, you know, blowing smoke up our ass, but... I do think we have to look at this, all of us, not just safety professionals, business owners, business leaders, managers, every single person, employees, all of us have the right to go to work and not die, essentially. And 147 people have died last year. That's not acceptable as far as I'm concerned. So let's, let's look at this is the start of your kind of first marathon this is the this is the the start line of a marathon or this is the first day on a new job it's a challenge and it's one that you're you're proud to be part of it's one that you're excited to be proud of and you can't wait to cross the finish line you can't wait to get to the point 
of going, we've not killed anyone this year. Like, a lot of us look at it and say, you know, it's impossible. And, and I understand the challenges of it, but I still don't think it's impossible in, in the modern world we live in now. Um, I don't think it's impossible to, to for us to not kill anyone in any industry. Like, we are such an intelligent well, you'd think so, species nowadays, I don't really think that it's that impossible. So don't sit there and think that, you know, oh, Jen's being all naive, etc., etc., because I'm not. So let's consider this um, with accepting the negatives, accepting the ne negative narrative, but, but kind of having a respectfully positive attitude or mindset towards it as a challenge to improve and to not let this happen again okay so we're going to break down the other two sections um so i'm not naive enough that, that like i think that we're really and honestly going to create a place without any risk i'm not saying eliminate all of our cuts and bruises etc I'm, I'm saying that we shouldn't be killing people but i don't really want us to create a kind of health and safety workplace i want us to create an efficient workplace so let me kind of put that into perspective the definition of efficient is system or machine achieving maximum productivity within a minimum with minimum wasted effort or expense basically a quote would be kind of more efficient processing of information for example for a person working in a well organized competent way and in an efficient administrator, for example. I kind of want us to think of this like, you know, I want us to be kind of risk efficient, you know, getting maximum productivity with minimum effects on health and safety. That's how I kind of want us to look at it for the year going forward. I think sometimes the word safe comes with kind of like a negative connotation as that, you know, if, if we're talking about uh, improving our careers or our lives or our business or something like that from a financial or a, a professional point of view, we would talk about taking risks. We would talk about, you know, your comfort zone is the worst place to be. Safe is the worst place to be. Um, so that's probably why we're, in a way never going to be that innovative because safe kind of comes with that acceptance and that kind of negative connotation that we just sit in this kind of thing and accept that we kill 147 people which kind of nicely brings me on to my next bit so workplace inju injury stats then so obviously 147 people have have unfortunately lost their lives we had five 181,000 workers sustaining a non-fatal injury according to self-reports from the labor force survey um, just under 70,000 employees non-fatal injuries reported by employers 4.7 million estimated working days lost to non-fatal workplace injuries according to self-reports from the labor force um, 138 thousand injuries over seven days absence 443,000 injuries um, with up to a seven day absence 29% of all of this stuff of the non-fatal injuries to employers sorry by most common accident kinds so 29% of those are slip trips and falls on the same level um, so go listen to our first ever guest on the podcast Christian Harris uh, slip safety services um, kind of he talks quite in depth about uh, slips and trips and kind of the science about it and it's actually quite interesting I'm, I'm always fascinated by people that can go really in depth onto something um, like like Christian does with slips and trips and if you don't follow him on LinkedIn make sure you do because he, he just shares some phenomenal stuff 
um, that kind of blow your mind. Um, coming up next on that breakdown, then 20% uh, handling, lifting, or carrying. Then we've got 10% struck by a moving object, acts of violence, 8%, and 8% falls from height. Um, we can kind of look at all this stuff, but I think the thing that really sticks out to me is on the right-hand side of the slide, if you look at it, um, the rate of in fatal injury showed a long-term downward trend, but has broadly flat, has been broadly flat in the recent years. I just, I just think that, I think there's this kind of acceptance. It feels to me like there's an acceptance around this. I mean, if you kind of look into it a bit more, they, they kind of say that um, in a roundabout way that that could just be, the increase could just be the natural way that statistics work. And I just thought it was a bit of a cop-out, if I'm honest. I just thought I was a bit disappointed to read that, that they've just kind of pied off 147 deaths, which is an increase. Uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, put it in the comments. Yeah, so they just kind of pie it off with this this kind of, um, you know, that's how statistics works by the increase of labor, etc. And I just I just didn't think it was good enough. Like, I wanted to hear something like inspiring, something like, you know, like a call to action from the HSE to say, you know, it's going up. This is not good enough. We need to do better. And I'm not saying the HSE, again, are sitting there doing nothing. They're probably working their ass off behind the scenes, or I hope they are anyway. But it just, I just felt like this, this thing was just like 147 deaths was just this kind of number that we just don't want to talk about because it's going to be unbelievably hard for us to do it. And it's been broadly flat for years, so that's, that's pretty good it's like we're these 147 people or 130 people i think has been the has been the lowest we've hit for the last couple of years um it's lives they're, they're, they're uncles aunties brothers sisters fathers mothers grandmas granddads whatever they are the people's lives and, and we just seem to be saying oh, it's been broadly flat for the last couple of years it infuriates me every year to see this stuff you can break it down into your industries as well if you want and you can see that agriculture is, is at the top as well um you know so if you know anyone that works in agriculture share this with them and and kind of maybe they'll they'll start listening to some of the specialists we have on the podcast that can help them out maybe some of the how-to videos on toolbox tuesdays will help them out I don't, I don't really know what the answer is i'm not sitting here advocating to know the answer but I just think we can do so much more to kind of put it into perspective as okay yeah that, that that's fine you know we want to stop killing people that's all well and good blah 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 well think about how much this actually cost us like so you can see on one of the other slides on the on the full report from the hse again which i've linked in the description um you know this is costing the economy an amazing amount of money 15 billion the annual cost of work-related injuries and new cases of ill health 9.8 billion is the annual cost of new cases work-related ill health 5.2 uh, billion is the annual cost of work workplace injury it's fucking shitload of money this is costing us but yet every single year Oh yeah, like the NHS is in crisis, we need more money, it's like, well maybe we put a little bit more money in to stop sending um, so many people to hospital, stop sending 147 people to the hospital to try and be saved, who ultimately end up losing their lives, or stop sending just under 70,000 people to hospital with a non-fatal injury to receive treatment, just because they went to work, I'm not... 
advocating that we would create an environment where everyone's everyone's wrapped in in bubble wrap but this shit's costing us money people we're sitting around wondering about our economy and looking for the, the next trick pony that's going to fix everything and it's right in front of our faces we just stop treating our people like these kind of disposable things that we have at work how many times do we hear you know the government saying that about the nhs that it needs more money when when we're spending the money ourselves by by you know hurting our own people think of it in a, in a work context as well is how inefficient is it that that you're having people that are having seven days off work three days off work whether it's for a physical let's assume for now it's for a physical or ill health kind of not not mental health because we're going to cover that in a second um case you know and that's why i want us to talk about that kind of risk efficiency it's not efficient for a business if your machine was um having to be replaced 147 times a year or you've got just under 70,000 parts that keep failing because you're not maintaining it you wouldn't have a car and never send it to a service and mot you know you look after your car but but in a business we seem to have this thing that people are people and granted people are very difficult people are very uh, unique and everyone's different and they're very hard for us to deal with i'm not advocating that this is the easiest way for us to deal with something it's 100 percent the hardest way to deal with something but we have to start considering that not managing health and safety is not just this kind of woolly thing and this kind of nanny state we're trying to create it's inefficient that's what this comes down to it's inefficient for us not to be managing this and i think the cost of britain side kind of puts that into perspective and there's much more on there that you can kind of break down if you want to um if you were to look at the cost of britain workplace injury and new case of work-related ill health um you're looking at 65 percent of its ill health 35 percent of it is injury you know there's loads of little charts and breakdowns and 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 the hse provides you quite a lot more information as well um to be able to kind of break that down a bit more let's move on then to have a chat about work related stress depression or anxiety you know we talked about the nhs a second ago the cost on them but how much are we hearing now in the news and and through social media etc about the mental health crisis that we're in in maybe the world but most definitely the uk we, we talk about it so much and we focus on social media and we remove our likes from our instagram posts and and i genuinely think that that we're just kind of putting a, a plaster on a bullet wound is, is kind of the way i describe a lot of things the way we react to stuff you know well, let's remove the likes because people are looking at the likes um and that's that's kind of damaging their real health I'm, I'm no expert i'm no psychologist i'm not saying whether it's a good or a bad thing i just feel like we're not really acknowledging a root cause of this stuff and i do think our work is is one of the things i don't i i rarely find anyone that says you know how was work oh yeah i love my job you know it's this it's this thing in the uk it's a given that everybody hates their job if you go to the pub with your mates say how's work everyone goes oh same shit different day it's kind of a given that that that's life in the uk is that really life you're going to spend 50 60 maybe 70 years depending on how old you are working your ass off all day every day five days a week seeing your family and doing the things that you love two days a week and not going to be happy and if you if you kind of run a business would you want to do that why do you run your own business you probably run your own business because you're fed up of working for somebody else like that 
and you don't want to be that person and well played for you that's, that's amazing that's unbelievable you've gone and started your own business you've changed your future etc so why would you then imply that on somebody else why would you then create an environment where they're unhappy the same as how you were which made you start your own business i hope that makes sense but let's kind of let's kind of have a look at some of the figures then so 602,000 workers suffering from work related stress depression or anxiety new and long-standing 6,000 600 sorry and 2,000 people 602,000 people that is unfucking believable work related people are you and your business or your management team or your environment your lack of training your lack of whatever it is communication within your business creating one or two or three or ten of these 602,000 people if you're sitting around trying to decide who to vote for or, or or moaning on the news about this mental health crisis why the nhs don't do anything maybe we start looking at your own businesses maybe you start looking inside your own life to see if we can fix this Six hundred and two thousand people is just mind-blowing there's 12.8 million working days lost due to work-related stress 12.8 million working days so there's 12.8 million working days so days where some people are doing nothing absolutely nothing because of work-related stress there's 246,000 workers suffering from new cases of work-related health last year public and admin and defense granted probably quite stressful environments but admin public public facing yeah fair enough um human health and social work are, are the next one education is the next one down then underneath that you've got all industries so the, the top three industries are public admin and defense human health and social work and education granted probably very stressful environments but if you're if think about think about this right if you're in you you let's say you've got a business for any of those industries right Let, let's forget defense because i have very i have no experience and, and i wouldn't want to comment on that um but let's take health and social care for example i do have some experience can be quite a stressful environment 100 percent. not going to take that away from you is that sometimes you can't avoid stress in those environments so then as a business you need to make sure that you're not exacerbating the existing stress that you sometimes can't avoid if you've got stressful patients stressful customers etc that's a given that's sometimes out of your control 100% agree with you so you need to be working your ass off behind the scenes to make sure that your employees can have good feedback leaps that loop sorry that have good forms of communication have good working relationships with their teams with their managers that they're paid well that they receive benefits that they have health care what whatever they have a safe place to go and rest and be able to escape they they feel comfortable to be able to say this is too much they've got support behind the scenes 
vaccines. They've got a care line that they can ring up and get support. You know, all of the above. There was a great post by somebody on LinkedIn the other day, um, which I've mentioned in a couple of pre-recorded podcasts that you guys have not listened to yet. But um, a gentleman put a post on about, you know, businesses doing like Pizza Fridays and Beanbag Fridays or Beanbags and Slides in the head offices, Beanbag Friday. Why would you bring Beanbags in just on Friday? You know what I mean. Um and not actually addressing the root cause of this stuff. And, and, and I just thought it was so good to read that. Like, don't take away from the Pizza Fridays and stuff. They're good to have and you can have them and you can maybe start there. But don't forget that you've got to address the kind of why are your people stressed? And, and don't just write it off to say, well, that's just the industry we work in because it's not. It's not, you can work in a stressful industry. You know, I used to be a chef a long time ago and at times it was an unbelievably stressful environment, but actually most of our stress came from the poor management that we had, not from the, the business and the and the busy side, sorry, it was from the business, not from how busy we were is what I meant to say, not from our teammates because we were like a family. You know, I met my wife there for God's sake. We, we were a real close-knit team. I look forward to working with them and we had fun and we had laughs. But the, most of the stress came from the people that were managing us and the business decisions that were made that we had no control over or at least no say over whatsoever. And that normally is the, is where the, most of the stress comes from. So my advice to you if you're thinking, okay, fair enough, that's a good point, James. I'm going to have a look at this and maybe I can fix it. Where do we go? I think you should go into the HSE website and I think you should get the HSE management standards. And I think... If you can start working towards them, I think you will create a phenomenal business, in my opinion. I advocate, don't advocate for everything that the HSE does. I think they could do a hell of a lot more proactive work. However, I advocate for nearly all of their guidance documents. I think they're phenomenal. I think they're reasonable. I think they're practical. And I think that you know they're free. So go and get them. I think everybody should have them and at least know where they are. So go and check those out and start working towards them it's very simple it's about you know engaging with your teams you know allowing them to have some control over what they do you know feedback loops communication etc but if you're complaining about this kind of mental health crisis we have in the uk but your but your business is stressing your own people without then you don't have a right to complain as far as i'm concerned but this is something that we all have control over to fix and this is something that's not not easy sorry for us to do um it's going to take a long time and i i massively accept that but it is something that we can do um so yeah go and check those those standards out and see what you can do in your business to kind of make it a little bit more comfortable for your teams okay then so looking forward then so it's a new year it's a new decade as you've all heard everyone's talking about it what do we how do we fix this how do we uh, kind of improve these figures you know we how do we stop killing 147 people how do we stop uh, 602,000 people being stressed depressed and having anxiety due to the work Firstly, if you're watching this shorter video on YouTube, go and check out the full podcast. Um, but I want us to have a positive outlook on this stuff. As much as I'm, I'm very harsh and very negative when it comes to the big figures and and, and how much more we can do. Um, I do want us to look positive on this. I want us to remember that this is the start line of of something that that we wanted to do all our life. It's that training for London Marathon, finally finally getting the ticket and standing at that start line and figure, wow, we're gonna do this, you know. 
we, we look at those events like we're excited to do it. we're a little bit scared we're a little bit nervous maybe a little bit apprehensive of how we're going to do it whether we're going to hit the brick wall but we're still excited we look at it from a positive way even though it's probably going to be the biggest challenge of our life i think we can do that as health and safety as well but i think we need to change the way we look at it by thinking about what i said earlier about that kind of risk efficiency side of things you know it's not efficient for for us to be having people off work for seven days a week it's not efficient for us to be killing people at work and replacing them it just doesn't make sense it's not efficient for us to be having people that are scared that are depressed that are stressed because they're not going to be efficient in themselves um go back to um to podcast two-part podcast that we did over the christmas period with david mclean where he talks about kind of the the evolutionary response of our brains and how if we're stressed if we're depressed if we're if we're in fear at work we're sitting in the wrong parts of our brain and therefore we're not going to be productive um so go and have a a listen to that go and have a listen to the episode uh two-part episodes that we did with dr dara blumenthal where she talks about kind of being uncomfortable being comfortable with being uncomfortable in your workplaces if you all know you're working towards the same values you all have that kind of acceptance that the finance director can question the health and safety director without it being awkward because we all know that they're both trying to get to a point where we do whatever we need to do within our business um so it's that kind of us all on board with our values etc and our aims as a business um go and have a listen to the podcast we did with ron gant as well about you know focusing on what not getting what you don't want doesn't get you what you want you know it's not efficient for us to be going around the business and telling everyone what's wrong but it is efficient to go around the business and celebrate the wins and to say hey i think we could do this a little bit a little bit better what do you think or hey bob have you got any ideas of how we can run this machine a little bit better and bob will probably be like yeah i've been working here 30 years and i know there's 10 ways at least we can do this better um so they were really three kind of podcast interviews that we did last year that really stuck out in my brain primarily because they were quite recent um but there's loads of people that we spoke to last year some just normal safety professionals like me that just come on for a chat some just massive advocates of social systems or certain systems sorry and some just absolute experts at what they do um david mclean we've had him on three times now um so listen to his stuff i really advocate what he talks about i really like that conversation with ron and dara as well about what they talk about so go check them out um i think they can really change the way we look at things within our businesses so going into this year then i i think for me that efficiency piece is big i think that we we need to kind of have in our heads that our people are assets if we look after our teams they'll look after you they'll look after their customers you know if you want to hit that target next year whatever target it is you'll probably reach it if i'm honest you'll probably reach it by doing those old-fashioned way of thinking about things well you know well i don't know what they're moaning about they get paid for what they do we've got a cycle to work scheme etc etc i'm thinking that that's enough and that you can treat your people like shit or whatever but if you were to involve them a little bit more, if you were to respect them a little bit more, if you were to engage with them a little bit more, you might start realising that you won't just reach that target, you'll probably smash that target and get so much further if your team members 
respect you you know they enjoy you they, they feel part of like maybe a family you know that kind of t- tight-knit team that those things that you want to get by covering uh, uh, bob's area because bob's off sick or has had to call in an emergency you'll get that anyway you don't need to write that down in a description you don't need to kind of minute it in a meeting you'll get it people will naturally do it if they enjoy part being part of the team you don't need to dictate it that you will cover james when he's on holiday people just do it if it's a good team so focus on your people focus on creating an environment where people want to be and a hundred percent guarantee you'll smash any target that you ever create in that business but remember this stuff is not easy this is the hard way to do it it feels alien to some people um people are there's no stranger than folk you know what i mean like that 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 saying has some value there is no stranger than folk so i don't advocate that this is an easy solution but i do think it's genuinely the best solution so focus on your people this year focus on creating an environment where everybody wants to work and what a beautiful world we can live in in the future okay peeps i hope you found some value in that video if you did don't forget to hit like uh, if you're new here don't forget to hit subscribe and all that if you're on the podcast don't forget to hit follow subscribe whatever it says on your platform if you're on youtube don't forget to hit the bell so you never miss another episode as well if you enjoyed this if you really did enjoy this podcast don't forget to give us a a rating and review and if you do give it a screenshot and tweet us on the social media um, things that are coming on the screen right now and if you listen on the podcast it's twitter at rebranded safety facebook rebranded safety linkedin james mcpherson Um, all the links are in the description anyway so you can come and hit me up on there Otherwise, it's been me waffling about the new year ahead. It's been me waffling about statistics, etc. I hope you found this useful. If you're on the YouTube video, don't forget to check out the podcast as well. I'll catch you next week. Safe. Hey everyone, just a quick message from our affiliate program. Using DRM's online course, you can learn to move away from feelings of anger and frustration and get yourself some lasting positive change. Click the link in the description of this episode to get yourself a discount. And thank you for listening to Rebranded Safety.